in the house of the Lord again this morning. We come into his presence with thanksgiving and we enter his courts with praise. We are thankful unto him and we bless his glorious name this morning. We are praying that each and every one of you are doing well and that you are being blessed of the Lord and that your households are being over flooded by the joy and the presence of the Lord our God this morning. And I know that our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think of him. Amen. He's a good God. He loves us. He cares for us. We've got so many precious promises in the word of God. Amen. Today that we could just go to any place and hold to God's unchanging hand. Amen. We can build our hopes on things eternal. Praise God, because God will come through. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us. Amen. We have to hold true to God's word. So we want to start this service this morning by praying. Amen. That God will be with you. If you're sick in body this morning, I want you, as I pray, to just lay your hand on that spot that may be hurting or painful. Amen. Because you can lay hands on yourself. Amen. Because you've been anointed. Praise God. And I thank you, Jesus. Uh, Father, right now, I come to you again, Lord. God, we need your word. We need you today, Lord, in this land, because there's none like you. Father, I know that there are many, Lord God, that are troubled and and distraught, oh God, over this pandemic. But, Lord, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that you are able to keep that which has been committed to you against that day. And I pray for your healing touch today upon your people right now, Lord. Wherever there's pain in their bodies, oh God, I pray that you would reach down and that you would touch them. I plead your blood over them this morning. I set a hedge of protection around them today, God. I pray, Lord, and I ask you, Lord God, to minister in those needs that are needed today. If there is loneliness, God, I pray that you be that friend and comforter that they can need and be. Oh, God, I pray that you touch them in every place. Uh, God, is once more and again that we have an opportunity to say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for this glorious day that you have given. Thank you for waking us this morning. Thank you for the roof over our head and the clothes upon our back. Thank you, Lord God, for your spirit, your power, your anointing. Thank you for your word again this morning, O God, that we can lean to. Thank you for the morning manner from heaven, O God, that you've given us. Thank you for water to drink. Uh, Thank you for food to eat, O God. You open your hand, we are filled. Uh, You close your hands, Father, we die. Oh, God, I thank you today that I have another opportunity to thank you, to bless you again this morning, oh, God, and to lift my voice uh, just to say thank you, oh, God, again today. Lord, if I had a thousand tongues, I could not praise you enough and thank you enough uh, for all the things that you do in my life and how you have healed and strengthened and delivered, oh, God. I praise you, Lord, that you would continue, Lord God, uh, to minister to your children, to minister in every place, O God, as they cast their cares upon you, Father, because I know that you care it for us, Lord. I believe in that old rugged cross that was so despised by the world. It still has a wonderful attraction to me, O God. And I pray, Lord, that that's blood that you shed for our healing and deliverance, O God, would flow down today, O God. 
upon your people. Lift them up today. Encourage them today. Build their lives and hearts in you today. Move upon the hearts of the backsliders today. Let them feel your presence. Let them feel your anointing. Let them feel your comfort. Uh, You are the peace speaker, O God. And when you say peace, uh, it has to obey that you would touch again this morning, Lord, and deliver and minister in every place. uh, And we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He. The Lord of all supreme throughout eternity. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He. The Lord of all supreme throughout eternity. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. Well, let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He, the Lord of all supreme throughout eternity. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He, the Lord of all supreme throughout eternity. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He, the Lord of all supreme throughout eternity. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. Praise God. 
Oh, God, I praise you today. I want to talk about you, Lord, from one generation to the next generation, God. I'm going to tell that wonderful name. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to sing of his joy since he came. I'm going to tell of his power every day and every hour. I'm going to lift up that wonderful name for neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. Amen. I pray that we're talking more about Jesus than the coronavirus. I pray that we're talking more about Jesus than my pain in my body. I pray that I'm talking more about Jesus than anything I am going through in my life. For there is none other name under heaven given whereby we must be saved. Amen. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous can run into it and be safe. Uh, Amen. The more I talk about Jesus, the more I can talk and lift his name and talk about his good deeds and all the stories uh, that are written for my example and my learning. Amen. It makes me feel good uh, just to know I've been redeemed by that name, just to know that I've been been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. It makes me want to run. It makes me want to shout. Amen. I am excited about that wonderful name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The more you talk about Jesus, amen, as the songwriter said, you turn your eyes upon Jesus and you look Full in his wonderful face, uh, and the things of earth will go strangely dim, and the light of his glory and his grace. Praise God. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Hallelujah. What a name. Oh, what a Savior. Praise God. We've been talking in our discipleship class, and I'm glad you've joined with me again this morning for we study as we're studying this book of first John, amen, and the epistle. And, and boy, I am excited about what God is unfolding and bringing to my light and my understanding, amen, through it. Now, last week, uh, we started in the fourth chapter, and we see that John began to talk to us about the identity of false prophets here and false teachers. And it's essential that we pick up with him, amen, and grab a hold of it. Because you remember now, as you're reading, I don't want you to forget those four points that John started out by telling us the reason he wrote this epistle. And number one, he told us so that he could add to our joy. See, every child of God must be overflowing with joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You want to have the joy of the Lord in you. Nehemiah says that in Nehemiah 8.10, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. You want to be able to have the joy inside of you, and they want to add to your joy to keep it going. Your joy should be overflowing, amen, within your life. And number two, John tell us the reason he wrote this epistle and for us was to, to guard us against sin because sin will always try to creep back in. Sin will always try to come and to destroy you. You remember Jesus says in John 10:10, 10, 10, 
that the thief comes not but for the steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I am come that they may have life and that more abundantly. See, so sin is always going to be there if we don't get it into our psyche and in our mindset to live according to the Word of God. See, many books has been written for information, but the Bible is the only book that is given to us for transformation. Let me say that again. Many books has been written for information, but the Bible is the only book that's ever been written for transformation. It is designed to transform us. Amen. So we have to be able to guard against sin, amen, or else it will come in and will destroy us. Amen. And so we've got to be able to identify sin, to recognize sin for what it is, uh, so that we can avoid it. Amen. But then the third reason John says uh, that he wrote this epistle was to guard us against false teachers. Uh, amen. There's many, Jesus says, that has already gone into the world. Amen. He, he's already told us that many false prophets and teachers has come, and even Jude tell us that they went out. Uh, if they'd have stayed with them, they'd have still been with them, still preaching the truth. But many is gone away for their own lust and for their own filthy lucre. They are teaching things that are not according to the word of God. And even in our day and time, there's many still false teachers and false prophets that are rising up. Satan is not about to quit trying to deceive and, and to trick you, to pull you away. Amen. You remember the Lord told Cain when they did his offerings, he says, if you do right, I mean, you'll be accepted. But if you don't, sin is going to be right there at the door. Amen. You, and sin is wants you in your life. He wants to control you. So we've got to guard against these false teachers. And then the fourth reason he said was to help us with our faith and to ensure us of eternal life. And that's the most important part is to keep us. If you look at those four purposes, it's designed to keep us in track. Amen. So now last week we was looking at uh, these false prophets, amen, that they had talked about. And John is trying to give us the yardstick or he's trying to give us the measuring stick here so that he can we can identify these false teachers and false prophets when he come. He says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, uh, but try the spirits, whether they be of God, because many false prophets are, are gone in the world. Hereby know we the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of the Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and you've overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. We've got to realize the power that is inside of us, uh, and how God has delivered us. He's brought us out. He set us on a solid rock, uh, and therefore we must be able to test or to try the spirits uh, to see if they're truly 
of God. We have been given, I mean, yardsticks and measures uh, to be able, and John says, if they're not confessing that Jesus Christ uh, is come in the flesh, they're not of God. Amen. If they, they, they say he, he did not robe himself in flesh, uh, and if he not, did not come to the earth, uh, if they're not confessing Jesus, uh, and they're talking about everything else but Jesus, you might want to put up a little check mark. Uh, Paul says in Romans 16, 17, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine uh, which you have received and avoid them. Amen. You've got to know the truth. You've got to know the doctrine of Jesus Christ. You, you've got to understand this death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the gospel, and how it applies to your life. You're looking for the application here. So if a false teacher is not edifying Jesus Christ, and he's talking about everything else, a teacher, not false teacher, but any teacher, if he's not edifying Jesus and showing you how to live your life uh, according to the Word of God, then you might want to put a little check mark uh, up because uh, most false teachers uh, are not going to edify Jesus Christ. Uh, they're going to edify themselves. It's going to be all about them. They're going to have this narcissist ex- attitude that is the selfishness, uh, amen, because they want you to focus on them. They do not want you to focus on Jesus Christ. Uh, you see, that's the problem with the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the scribes. Uh, they did not want anybody to have anything to do with Jesus Christ. Uh, and we saw last week uh, in the scripture that they had already said that if anybody confessed it, Jesus, that they would be put out of the synagogue. Amen. And so people was afraid to confess Jesus, but the Sadducees and the Pharisees, amen, they was uh, fearful that their their uh, what she might say their teachings was being threatened because of the miracles and the things that Jesus was doing when he was upon the earth. And so, therefore, we are easily able to identify people that call themselves teachers and prophets by their actions, by their conduct, by what they are doing. So, John is telling us that we've overcome now. Amen. So, therefore, if Christ is in me, then I have overcome the world. And I should be able to identify that spirit of the Antichrist. And I should be able to avoid it. John says, because they're of the world, therefore, they're going to speak of the things of the world. And the world is going to hear them. The world is going to hear false teachers. They're going to follow them. They're going to, but the truth, amen, will be despised and will be hated. In the last days, amen, as Paul says to the church of Timothy, writing to Timothy, that in the last days perilous times shall come for men, shall be lovers of their own selves, proud, blasphemers, covetous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, incontinence, fierce, having a form of godliness, but denying the power 
thereof. You see, when you have the power of God and it's an operation in your life, that you're not going to look like the world. You're not going to act like the world because the Spirit is going to lead you and guide you to all truth. Amen. As a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, I cannot look like the world. I cannot like act like the world. I cannot listen to the things and the ways of the world. I must be obedient to the things of God all money and follow him. Praise God. Paul told Timothy in the second uh, Timothy chapter four, verse one, second Timothy chapter four, verse one. He told Timothy, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exult with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, uh, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, uh, do afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Notice what Paul says here. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but, amen, after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Amen. In other words, they're going to be looking for somebody to tell them what they want to hear and and what they will make them happy and pleasing. But Paul told Timothy, he says, preach the Word. Amen. Because the Word of God is quick. It is powerful. It is sharpening into as a sword. As I said earlier, the Bible is the book for transformation. It is to teach you how to change, uh, to live your life, to be more like Jesus Christ. Uh, and so if your life isn't changing, if you're still living the same old way, what have you done? Amen. What is transpiring? What are you listening to? Because if you are following the Word of God, if you're living your life according to the Word of God, there's going to be a transformation. Transformation. There's going to be a change, amen, that comes. You remember when they brought Josiah, amen, the, the message of the law, the word of God. He realized that they had not been doing what God had said from the beginning. And it's the way today many people are not doing what the word of God says because they got false teachers teaching them what they want to hear instead of what the Word of God says to hear. But Jesus has already told us uh, that the Word that I've spoken unto you in John 12, 48, the same is going to judge you in the last days. Uh, so you better know what is inside of this book. Uh, you better get into it for yourself. Uh, as Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing 
the word of truth. Uh, so when you repented of your sins, uh, when you came into the church, uh, you were saying within yourself, I want to live for God. I want to give my life to God. I want to serve God. I want to, to be in heaven with God when I die, when this is all over, when my brothers and sisters and anyone else is listening. Let me ask you a question. Are you living yourself and your life that way so you do it? If you say you are just a Christian on Sunday, that don't pass the common sense test. You've been deceived if that's what you think. A Christian is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, 66 days a year. So when somebody comes to tell you, you don't have to do all that stuff that's in the Bible and Follow the Bible and all that. You better put a check mark over them. See, because the thief will try to deceive you. Amen. Paul says, I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility. So your minds will be destroyed from the simplicity that's in Jesus Christ. You see, you, you have to be able to understand how the Bible is, is put together for our learning. See, every story that's in this book is a story for you and I today of how we should live and how we should avoid things. See, it's not to throw the book out the window. As some teachers are out there teaching today that the Old Testament is not for us today. You better put an X over them because how are you going to know who Jesus is without the Old Testament? Amen. You, you, we, we need to understand as, as, as Daniel had already says, you know, in Daniel chapter seven, uh, verse 25, he goes on and, and begin to tell us there, amen, that they will speak great words against the most high and try to wear out the saints of the most high and they will think to change the times and the laws. See, so Daniel had already prophesied that they're going to come to try to change the times and the laws. And that's what people are trying to do today. They're trying to tell you that that was not for you. That was all for the Jews. Well, it's a type and shadow for the church. Amen. And so it, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I did not come to destroy the law and the prophets. I came to fulfill. In other words, I come to fulfill those things that they wrote about me, amen, is what he he is saying here. And so, therefore, when we come into the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ, uh, then it's our responsibility to get into the Word of God, to allow Him to lead us and to show us and to bring us to the fullness of the knowledge of truth. As the Scripture said, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof for corrections and instructions and righteousness that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God wants you to be complete in him. 
He wants you to love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. But if you don't get into the word and understand how it applies, you're going to start listening to false teachers. What I have found, a lot of people, they start out real good living for God, but because they don't study, because they don't get involved into the kingdom of God, they become lukewarm. They become cold. And as a result, they walk away. They stop serving God. Amen. They get into that mindset, oh, I don't have to go to church today. Oh, I don't need to do that. And then all of a sudden, they start having all these issues, and they start having all these problems, uh, and then they start wondering what is going on in their lives. Uh, well, you stop, and you go back, uh, and you go back to the point where you stop serving God, where you stop studying in the Word of God, where you stop praying, where you stop living for God, and you'll find where your problems started. Amen. So we've overcome the world. We're not in the world. For all that is in the world, John says, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, it is not of the Father. See, we got to know who we are. And John goes on here in the fourth chapter He says in verse 6, we are of God. Notice, we are of God. If I have been born again of the water and the Spirit, I'm of God. And I know God. See? And if I know God, then I should hear God, and I should hear the people that he's put over me, and I will know if they are leading according to, to the truth of the word of God. See, as I was saying, the stories in the Bible, you know, is so you don't make dumb mistakes. You know, I've had people say, well, David did all this stuff and David did all that stuff and and God forgave David, so, you know, he should forgive me. Well, listen, Flash, let, let me ask you a question. Did you read what David did? So why are you doing what David did? See, Jesus says, I've given you examples. See, so we have examples how to avoid sin in the Word of God. We have examples how to have a healthy marriage family. We have examples in the in the Word of God how to raise our children. We've got examples in the Bible how to make a living, earning a daily wage, uh, and doing right. We've got every example we need in this life to be successful in God, in the Word of God. And so, therefore, we need to start living according to the Word of God and stop trying to find excuses uh, and a mitigating circumstances, extenuation, excuse me, uh, mitigate, uh, circum- <laughs> extenuation, mitigation to try to have excuse uh, for my sins. No, I'm here to tell you, aggravated, amen, continual ignorance uh, is only going to make sin worse. Uh, that's all it's doing is making it worse and worse. Uh, you can say, I, well, I didn't know. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Amen. And so now, since you know, you need to repent, uh, amen, and turn around and not follow the wrongdoings anymore. Beloved, verse 7, 
Let us love one another, for God is love. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Notice what John is saying here, see? He, he, he's teaching us about how to avoid false prophets because he wants us to stay in Christ. See? He wants us to be in Christ. And to understand that, I've got to understand love. I've got to understand where love comes from and who is love. He says, God is love. And everyone that is born of God and knoweth God, what? No, is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. Verse 8. Because why? God is love. See? So he wants us again. He brings us back to another measuring stick. To let us understand that God is love. And if we say that we are of God's, then we ought to love one another the way that God loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. You see, love is life. Amen. God gave us life through Jesus Christ. Amen. Love is obedient. Uh, is being obedient to the things uh, and the word of God. Uh, love is being vivified. In other words, it enlightens us and directs us and show us the right way. Love is able to endure. Amen. All things, Paul says. Uh, so God is love, uh, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God, John says here. And so if I say I know God, then I'm supposed to love God with all my heart, uh, with all my mind, with all my soul and my strength, uh, and I'm supposed to love my brother as myself. Uh, it is amazing to me that I hear constantly, sometimes uh, from the pulpits uh, of all the, the, the vision of race and everything else, uh, the pulpit has never been designed for separation. It's never been designed to teach wrong and evil and all the wicked things and to divide people. The pulpit has been designed to preach the gospel the love of God to, to bring people together. Amen. You need to be aware, amen, that any time you allow someone to teach you to divide instead of bringing you together, they're not the true prophets of God. They're not the true teachers of God. Because God's word says, Thou shall love the Lord thy God, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the Bible tells me, in John James 2.89 that God is no respecter of persons. And if we have respect of persons, then we what? We commit sin. And we are seen as transgressors of the law. That's why you have to be careful, you know, as ministers of the gospel. That's why ministers of the gospel are held to such a higher standard than the people. 
but everybody is held to a standard. But the ministers, amen, Paul uh, it brings it out there in First Timothy 3, amen, is a, is a higher calling. Because nobody can cause you into the ministry but God. And that's why the Lord says uh, in the book of uh, Jeremiah, Behold, I give you pastors and Isaiah after my own heart. It's God that gives them, not man. See? So if man gives them, you better be careful. Amen. We have to be aware of these things. So John is trying to get us to see here the value of love. Paul tells us in Romans 12, 9, he says, Let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, and what? Cleave to that which is good. Let love be the real deal. Amen. Don't let it be fake. Don't let it be false. Uh, if I say I love you, it better be the real deal. Amen. Don't just be giving me sugar-coated words. Uh, amen. And sugar-coated words to somebody else. Uh, you come this into church and you just pat somebody back. Oh, I love you. You know, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, amen. If you're not sincere, and your love is going to show pretty soon uh, because the enemy of your soul uh, is going to get on your shoulder and going to cause you to say things uh, and do things uh, and have actions that not support uh, what you said you are. Amen. You shall know them, Jesus says, by their fruit. Uh, amen. And so you have to realize this morning that you've got to have truth uh, in you if you're going to love the way God wants you to love uh, and be what God is calling you and I to be. Amen. If God dwells in me, then I've got to have love in me because God is love. If God is in me, then I've got to have peace in me because he's the prince of peace. Uh, if God is in me, i got to have joy in me because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Uh, amen. I've got to have those attributes and natures uh, of God in me. And so John is saying, if God is in us, then we ought to be loving one another. See, the church has got to display everything that God is. What, what did Paul write to Philipp, the church at Philippi in the second chapter of Philippi? In the fifth verse, he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Say, if Christ is mine, if I, is in me, then I've got to act the same way he act. I've got to live the same way he lived and do the things that he did. And God is a God of love. So we can overcome. We've Notice, we've overcome the world. <laughs> Stop living and acting like you're still in the world. Stop complaining and murmuring and bickering and all that foolishness. You are not of the world. That's the way the world lives. You are of God, little children, and overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
Who you listening to? CNN, NBC, CBS, Fox News, Rush Limbaugh. Who you listening to? Hannity? Who you listening to? Amen. You need to listen to Jesus. You need to listen to the Word of God. You keep putting that junk in you, and you're going to act just like the world and live like the world, and you're going to think like the world, and you're going to miss heaven. You're going to miss the mark. He that loveth not, John says, verse 8, knoweth not God. Because God is love. Notice, if we don't love, that means I don't know God. And if I don't know God, guess what? There's no hope for me. There's absolutely no hope for me, no eternal reward for me. And this is what John is saying. Remember the four points? See, he's trying to let us know when we get to the four point. He's trying to help us increase our faith so that we know that we have eternal life. See, but he's, he's cautioning us here in this fourth chapter to bring us back to the point of how to identify false teachers and false doctrine so that we can prepare ourselves to understand that we've got to get back to the basics of love. We've got to follow God's principles because that's what the whole commandment is. It was the design when they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and thy mind, soul and thy strength. And the second is likened to it. You shall love your neighbors of yourself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. Every bit of it hangs upon love. And so, therefore, we've got to understand that he that loveth not, knoweth not God. Because God is love. Verse 9, And this was manifest the love of God towards us, Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation or atonement for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man have seen God at any time. He, if we love one another, God dwells in us, uh, and His love is perfected in us. Uh, hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He is us, because He has given us of His Spirit. See, we, we've got the Spirit of God in us. That's how I know it's there. Amen. How did they know in Acts 10 that they had received the Spirit? They began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Uh, That's the evidence, uh, the initial evidence uh, and sign of receiving the Holy Ghost. Uh, And there's false teachers today that try to tell you that that's not true. How could it not be true if it's in the Word of God? Uh, The Word of God is truth, Jesus said. Sanctify 
sanctified him through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. And if we don't love, then God is not in us, uh, and we have not been perfected in God. Uh, but, amen, when we are perfected, when we come into completion with God, we're going to understand one thing, uh, that it was cause of Christ was in us, uh, the hope uh, of glory. Amen. He will make us complete uh, in everything that we do. Paul says uh, in Romans 5, uh, for scarcely for a righteous man, Romans 5, 7, he says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us, uh, and that while we were yet sinners, uh, Christ died for us. Amen. And so if Jesus died for us, John says, we are to die for the brethren. We should commit ourselves to sharing the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should go about to try to deliver and help people to come into the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ so they could too live according to his word. Love it. Now are we the children of God. And if they've not yet appeared, what we shall be. But we know that when we see him, we shall be like he is. He is, but we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope, do what? He purifies himself. Even as he's pure. If you're looking forward to seeing Jesus, you better start some purification process. You've got to purge out those old lumps. You've got to get sin out of there. You've got to get prejudice out of there. You've got to get all the foolish talking and jesting and all these things out of you so that you will be pure. Come now, said the Lord in Isaiah 1. Let's reason together, said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they should be as wool. Though they be red like crimson, they should be white as snow. You see, we, we, we've got to heed the word of God. You want to get rid of these false teachers and people that's trying to teach you the wrong way. Amen. So you want to hang in there, my brothers and sisters. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. The power of his might. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for your word again this morning, for your guidance, directions, and leading of your power and your anointing. Lord, I pray that you touch your people today. Give us all that wisdom and knowledge and understanding that is in you. Bring it into our hearts and minds, God, that we will learn to love according to thy perfect will, and that we will be able to identify every false teacher, every unrighteous teacher, every impure teacher, every unholy teacher, that we can live according to our your way and according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to take about a 15-minute break, come back at 1030 for our service. Amen. We pray that you join with us. Please notify your friends, your family, your loved ones. Tell them to join up with you today in Jesus' name.